I'm Brian Johnson of ACDC, and you're listening to the Rock Solid Podcast. Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today in the Zoom room, it's such an exciting day for me, we have the iconic and legendary lead singer from ACDC, Mr. Brian Johnson. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing fine, Pat. Thank you so much. What a wonderful introduction. <laughs> I was looking around to see who you were talking about there. <laughs> Brian, before we start, I wanted to say that you are also a host. You have a show on Access TV called Brian Johnson, A Life on the Road. And I wanted yes. to ask you, who was, who was a guest that you were able to get that you were just so excited about? Uh, I think I loved them all. But Dolly Parton was some, somebody that I always admired and not exactly rock and roll, but she had everything, you know, the talent, the songwriting capability, that lovely voice, and and just, you know, the, the struggle to get from where she, the place she was born to where she is now. And and just a lovely bouncy character. I thought, I wonder if that's real. It cannot be real. It has to be manufactured. But it isn't. It was her. And I thoroughly enjoyed every you know, every minute in our company, she was just a joy to be with. And of course, you know, I, I'm I'm not a journalist like yourself. I'm not used to this. And I was terrible, terrible amateur. At it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was something, you know, I wasn't doing anything, obviously, because I had to stop doing my thing. And, uh, and it was me management said, listen, why don't you talk to some of your pals? And, uh, and, and they all came to the fore. But I remember one of the, it was awful. Uh, I was talking to Dolly Parton, and that's where I learned you've got to be careful when you're in your position and asking people questions. And I said, you know, Dolly, you've made 62 albums. You've written 3,200 songs. I said, I don't suppose there's ever going to be a chance of a Dolly Parton's Greatest Hits album. <laughs> and she went, what would you say? And I went, hits, hits, greatest hits. You know, and I suddenly just... I'm so embarrassed, you know, the way things come out, right. you know. So, you, you know, it's, uh, it was, but you learn on the job, you know. Exactly. And, and all the good guys that came to, to, to do it, you know, Robert uh, Plant, you know, and uh, Mark Knopfler, you know, all the, Roger Dolgry, I mean, everybody that came out, you know, Nick Mason and, uh, it was just a joy. And all we did really was just talk about the early days, you know, when we first had that dream of wanting to be in a rock band or just wanted to be in music and, and how the parents always seemed to be the big stars that... <laughs> right. No, no right. way, you know. And so it was just fun. And, uh, and it was a great excuse to sit and have a glass of wine and, and talk to me buddies, you know. I well, enjoyed every minute of it. Well, I love the show. And the reason that I ask you that question is because you are my Dolly Parton. I know. You, <laughs> you are someone that I've wanted to talk to. I've been doing this show for 10 years. And yes. I've wanted to talk to you all this time. And uh, now we're able to do it. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, you guys yeah. can't go out and promote the album how you normally would. And so you yeah. guys are embracing uh, podcasting and other venues. And, and I'm, uh, I'm reaping the benefits of that because I get to talk yes. to you today. Well, oh, that's great. Thanks, me, son. It's a joy. Uh, you know, it's, it is this, uh, the pandemic, you know, we got together in Holland. You know, we shot the first video for the uh, album. And, and then we decided to do three weeks, nearly three weeks, uh, uh, rehearsals, live rehearsals in a big place in, in Amsterdam. 
And with the new hearing uh, things that I have, and it was just fantastic. You know, the boys mm -hmm. back together again, you know, and uh, jumping around. We were like young kids. Hey, honestly, it was just fantastic. And and then, you know, we started to say, hey, okay, let's start thinking about doing some shows. You know, maybe we can do some, uh, mm -hmm. you know, some smaller venues, you know, right. get on stage without all the effects and all the lights, just be that band. Just strip you know, it down. Just strip it down. And because we were having such fun doing it and, uh, you know, not having to, you know, uh, acknowledge that the big lights come on here. Right. So you've got to be here and you, something's got to be there. It's just pure joy. Excellent. Just, just let yourself go. And then you guys reconvene, you record Power Up, and you hit it out of the park, Brian. This is fantastic. I mean, number one worldwide. Yeah. Everything about the album is great. The packaging, the title, the production, yeah. the songs. I had the same thrill when I heard this album as I did in 1980 when I purchased my first ACDC album, Back in Black. I mean, oh, you, you guys captured that thing. And I'm not saying that albums that came between these two weren't fantastic. You guys just you tapped into something with this and I, I just, uh, it's a joy. It's so joyful. Well, Pat, I think the thing we tapped into was first back in black album. It's always sad when you get that big bond had died and the boys, you know, when I first joined, I could see it in them, you know, they had lost a friend, uh, you know, as well as the singer that they loved and a great songwriter. And, uh, you know, it was it was hard for them to really get back uh, get back up under their feet, you know. And when I came in, you know, they said, "Well, you know, let's try it," you know. And we could see in the studio, and we did back in black. They told me, "Listen, this is a tribute to Bon." You know, we've got to. Be... And isn't that funny? Here we were. Malcolm had passed. Uh, you know, we all went to the funeral and. In Sydney, and it was just so emotional when we all sat together. And it was when we went into the studio. Now, we went in there, and something was there. And we're not spiritual or anything <laughs> like that. Please don't get that wrong. But there was something there. And it, 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 it was electric in the room. Um, and, you know, we just realized that we had to make this. Uh, something that Malcolm would have been proud of because right. he was a spiritual leader of the band, if you'll excuse that word again. But he really was. It was, you know, it was he introduced this band to the world because music was too soft, as he said, and he wanted to hear rock and roll again. And he kept that up for the 36 years that I was with him, uh, standing beside him on the stage every night. And he... He, he was just electric to be beside this kid. And, and and I think it came out in the songs, you know, we're just all said after we did what different performances. Now, would Malcolm have said that was good enough? And, and everybody, and Angus more than any, because he worked so closely with Malcolm and his brother, and he really felt the loss. He, he, Angus really felt the loss of Malcolm. And... Um, 
And I think when it really hit me was when I got the lyrics. Uh, uh, Angus gave me to sing The Mists of Time. And, uh, uh, and, I, and I was singing it. And I could just see Malcolm and the fun times were hard, all the joyous times were hard. And the hairs on my arms started to stand up. And then uh, uh, my eyes started to leak. Uh, uh, and I couldn't help it. And, and when it was finished, uh, uh, Brendan O'Brien, the producer, said, you know, Brian, uh, you hit it out of the park. You just hit it out of the ballpark. And I said, no, I want to do it again. And he said, well, you've done it. I said, it doesn't matter. He said, you can't do any better than that. I said, I don't care. I just want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, and, and we did. I still don't know which one he used, uh, but, you know, it just uh, flooded. And it, it was just such a joyous uh, thing. And, and it was, uh, I think, Angus really got a got it right with that that tune from and it's from Malcolm. Simple as that. That song kind of jumped out at me on this album the way that Anything Goes jumped out at me on Black Ice. They feel like two of the ACDC songs where you guys kind of uh, wrote a pop rock song almost instead of a hard rock song. But uh, I agree with you. Through the Mist of Time, everyone loves that song, and you guys did hit it out of the park. Yeah, and, uh, well, thank you. Uh, uh, and I still listen to it, and I still, uh, I still see Malcolm. You know, it's just one of them things, you know. And But, you know, the other songs as well were just very, very exciting you know, when I first heard the, the opening bars to realize, and I was just going, bloody hell, that's a steamroller coming <laughs> into the studio, isn't it? That's what I wanted to ask you when you get into the studio with the guys and they play for you, the music that Malcolm and Angus wrote. So yes. you're, you're hearing it for the first time. Do you still get yeah. a charge out of it? Uh, hearing it for the first time. Are you like still blown away that after all this time, they can still come up with these riffs. And I say they, because the music is on this album is written by Malcolm and Angus. Yes. And uh, no, you, you, you're dead right. Uh, first of all, I'm the most privileged man in the world because I'm the first one to sing it. Uh, so that's a it's an honor for me, you know. And uh, and but not only that is on this album with Malcolm and Angus's riffs and all that. I, I just wonder where they get them from. I mean, uh, I mean, there's only so many bloody notes you can play and what to do still blows me away. You know, it's just always something different. And people 
laugh, you know, at Angus. I was, somebody asked them, you know, like, uh, so what is it like to do 17 albums and they're all the same? And he said, well, you're wrong. It's 18 albums and they're all the same. <laughs> uh, uh, which uh, is insulting, I think. Uh, but you'll always get that, you know, with uh, a lot of the critics are just failed musicians and you just let them go, you know. Yeah, well, one of my favorite quotes is from... Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is from uh, a big fan of the band, Stephen King. He yeah. says that his friends would always tell him, ACDC, every song sounds the same. And his reply was, what's your point? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we want to hear, Brian. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, this next quote is not from me. I read this in a review somewhere, but I, I 100% agree with it. Every song on this album, they're immediate classics. Like they, they just... Oh have that feel like you put these in the set list anywhere and they just, mm. they're just going to stand out. They, they, I mean, and every ACDC album has an, an anthem and the first single shot in the dark. I mean, immediately you are like, wow, yeah. my band, <laughs> my band is back uh, yeah. with a vengeance. I've got to tell you, Pat, when we were in Holland and we started to rehearse the songs on a new album. Now, usually when you get a new album out and you're going to go out and tour, you know, the, the thing is with ACDC fans, they love to hear their favourites. Right. You know, so you've got to remember, you, you can't just go on and go, hey, here's our new album. Right. And people are good. Uh, you know, they want some of the familiar stuff with this album when we were rehearsing, we rehearsed about eight of the songs, basically because we didn't have time to do them all because we're doing the other songs right. as well. And every single one of them, we were jumping up and down it. And <laughs> I can't wait to get on stage to do these songs. I mean, just to do them justice live. Everybody loves to hear songs live. You know, it's just the lifeblood of every band and every audience. You know, it, it's what bonds them. It makes them feel so special on that one particular night. There's nobody else there. Right. Just the band and them. And, you know, as long as I put those bloody phones down, it'll just be something personal and special, you know. However many songs you guys put in the set list from this album, people are going to dig it. And uh, you guys are still embracing the <clears throat> making videos too, which I love. Because uh, Realize is an amazing video, and it's just not you guys on stage in your jeans and T-shirts playing the song. This is actually a concept, and this is actually, you know, put yeah, together yeah. in the editing room. This is a big deal, and you guys uh, are still doing it. Do you like making videos, or is, is that a hassle well, in the job? Well, no, no it's always kind of a bit fun. It's just made for Insta. I hate miming. I just hate it, and I'm crap of it because the songs are usually very powerful very direct and and to just go <laughs> it's horrible uh you know you're like a bad actor half the right. time you know <laughs> so so i usually have to try to sing and that's why you say spit <laughs> it's quite nasty uh but on this one i remember it was just so strange uh I had to go to this little studio near Tampa, uh, you know, and uh, there was this little ball in the middle of the room and it was all white and there was about eight people there 
There was people from Australia and New York on the screens. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And, you know, we hadn't seen what anybody else had done. You know, this was all done single, single. So you guys all shot your stuff separately and it was all pieced together. Yeah, it was just the weirdest thing because this ball, this little black ball, it was on a tripod and it had eight lenses on it and it was bounced off a satellite. Oh, geez, I did it. And, you know, you couldn't move very far. You said, well, you can move about a foot left, a foot right, backwards a bit, and and that's about it. But don't go past this yellow, you know, and all of this. And it was strange. And we did the whole album, by the way. There's 10 more videos to come. Mm. We did the whole lot. And I, I had a mime. <laughs> so, by the way, if anybody's listening to those videos, <laughs> it ain't all proper, you know, it's not. <laughs> well, I guess they figure we got you here. We might as well just go through the, all the tracks. Sure. Yeah. That's what, well, that's what, well, what happened was, I think Angus was in Sydney, which is where the director was who was doing it all. And Angus whipped off the first track, you know, as a guitarist, Angus, you know, he's moving, doing his thing. And then he said, hey, you know, should we do another one? Because... You know, I've just been here for 25 minutes or something. So Angus just said, let's just do it all. Save everybody a lot of pain and heartache. And Angus shuffled them off in a couple of hours. And uh, so we did the same. You know, Cliff was in just before me, so I got to see Cliff and all that. That was fun. And then uh, he buggered off because he had a long drive to get home. (laughs) and and then I went in and I was in from about three o'clock till about eight, six, thirty, seven. I don't know. I, I lost count. And uh, and I walked out and it was kind of strange feeling. I, I felt like I hadn't done anything. <laughs> I was just maiming. <laughs> right. Just, uh, try, well, viciously trying to remember all the little, ow, Ooh, which is that, that would be tricky. Yeah. Singer, you know, you try to remember when you went, Hey mama, whatever you do and trying to remember them was pretty tricky, but it was good. I think I, 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 I had the mic in front of my mouth enough. So you couldn't say one of the tricks of the trade. But <laughs> so this is your third album with Brendan O'Brien. Uh, yes. I kind, I kind of feel like, this is your producer now. He seems to know exactly what to do with you guys. I don't know if that's being more hands-off or if he's more hands-on. Uh, what does he bring to the table for you guys? What do you like about Brendan uh, O'Brien? Uh, what we love about <laughs> Brendan O'Brien, he's never still. And he never lets anything get still. We've had producers in the past where you sing a song so many times that you just don't want to sing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And the life's gone out of it. Um, it... Brendan is just, you know, he wants to get things done and he wants to capture the the excitement. You're singing it for maybe the, only the second or third time, and you're just discovering new ways to sing it. And he captures all that, and he's great. And he's 
and nobody's ever sitting doing nothing. He'll, he'll just say to the guys, okay, you guys, uh, main studio, I want you, this is next track. I want you to work on this one now. Get it finished. I'm taking Brian upstairs for two hours because he never lets you sing for more than two hours because he doesn't want uh, uh, to lose voices because right. you're in it every day. And and he just chucks it at you and he's just always just rocking with you. And, and uh, he, he's just... Uh, he, He's just electric, and you've got to remember, this guy is probably one of the finest musicians himself. Right. The, the boys are just, he, he can play anything. And, he, and uh, he's a good singer as well, right. you know. And, um, you know, so we, uh, you know, we just love the urgency he has. And this is, for instance, you know, one of his little foibles is he calls everybody by both names. Angus Young, Brian Johnson, come over here. <laughs> yeah, come on, I'm going to play cards. Let, 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 he's, he's a card cheat. I never told you about that. And he, he takes all of our money off us in the studio. But, you know, we'll forget him that. And <laughs> he's just a good sport. He's, you know, he's never indecisive. He's never going, well, what do you think? Which a lot of producers right right and it's like we hired we hired you for your opinion what are you asking me for yeah he doesn't do that it's just fantastic that's it done good next you know so you know we you know that when you hear it again you can hear the freshness in all the songs uh especially on this album well i um when i picked up black ice um you know many years ago and i saw his name on the back as a producer i thought this is going to be good. Even before hearing any of it, I knew this is a good pairing. Now let me ask you how did the um how did this album come together? And I don't want to get into drama, but we do know that uh, the the Rocker Bus tour was uh, finished with Axl Rose because uh you know because you were having <coughs> some hearing concerns and you're all healthy and good now. But I mean, who makes the phone call to get everyone back together because I think Cliff said he wanted to retire and uh yeah. you know, we didn't know what was going to happen with ACDC which made this so special for us as fans. Yes. Well, you know, we didn't think we'd see Phil again uh, either. Yeah. And I know uh, um, Angus reached out to me and asked if I was interested in doing an album with him, another album. And, and I said, you know, I've asked twice to me. I said, of course I will. I, I would love to. And he said, are, we, are you sure I'll be all right with the ears? I said, well, it's, it's a different and sound environment the studio it's it's not it's not on the battlefield as right. we call it you know and uh so he said oh brilliant and then i think cliff found out that i was going to do it and so cliff said absolutely and when we got phil i think that was the final deciding point for everybody because phil uh, has been missed yes you know uh, he has been missed uh, God bless all the other guys, you know, uh, uh, Chris Slade and all the boys. But, you, you know, it, you know, Phil was there from the very beginning. And, and you know, and he was he, he's a hammer. He yeah. really is just a rock, you know. And he has a, he has a different feel than than Simon Wright or Chris Slade's a very powerful rock and roll live drummer. But the feel yeah. that you get from Phil Rudd it's almost like a, a, a jazzy, I, I can't, I can't explain it cause I'm not a musician, but he's, he uh, does something that the other two 
don't do. He's the classic sound of ACDC. Yeah, he's right back on the beat. Uh, you know, it's almost, you think he's going to fall off the back of his stool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, uh, and it's just right on it. It's what people would say, you know, what is the difference? You know, people say you're a rock band. Uh, I'll argue, uh, but no, we're not. We're a rock and roll band. Uh, you know, a lot of good lads can rock. Uh, but to learn the art of rock and roll, which is really swing, it's the roll bit is the swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Stones have it, you know, Keith Richard and all that, you know, the, and a lot of those guys, Roger Daltrey said to me uh, on the, when I was talking to him on the program, he just said, he said, well, the difference is the Who are rock band. Right. You guys are real rock and roll. And that's the difference. And uh, which was a wonderful compliment, he paid us, but there's nothing wrong with rock bands. We all love them too. Uh, but, you know, that's what somebody like Phil uh, brings, you know. And it looks like it's it, he's like anybody that makes something look easy. He's brilliant at it. Right. Uh, you, you know, it's always the same. And um, and it's and uh, I don't think I've seen many people emulate him. You know, uh, Charlie Watts, uh, you know, Ringo Starr, brilliant. You know, uh, in, and obviously there's lots of others, but, you know, the, the ones that come to mind to me now. Uh, and so, and when we got in there and you hear that and he's sitting there and it was the same when we were rehearsing in Holland and we're sitting there, oh, Phil's just sitting there fagging the mouth, you know, a cigarette and a man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, so, uh, it's great to see. It's great. Th- I mean, for me, I came in with Back in Black that yep. was my introduction to you guys. So for me, this is my lineup of ACDC, uh, you know, Sans Malcolm, who rock and peace Malcolm. And we have yeah. Stevie there, a member of the family, uh, filling the shoes and, uh, yes, and yes. doing a great job. Doing a great job. Yes. Excellent job. I, I'm sure I should have mentioned them more. I beg your pardon. That's okay. I was, I'm going to bring up everyone. If uh, you know, we're not going to miss, yeah. we're not going to miss anyone back to your thing about being a rock and roll band. When I'm at an ACDC concert, Certainly you can pump your fist, but then you look around and people are dancing. You can dance to yeah. ACDC songs. Yeah, I know. It's a strange thing. It you is. Know? And, uh, and it, it's the same when you say that footage from the River Plate, which I still think is the most unique thing I think I've ever seen at a concert where, where 70, 80,000 people were all jumping in unison. I mean, that took our breath away. Me and Angus were in the middle of it, and we were looking at each other going, my God. Uh, it was it was beautiful, if I can use that word. It was yeah. absolutely beautiful. And the rhythm and the moment took these people to do something all at the same time. I, I, it was just remarkable. It really was. And I had a hell of a good time. I couldn't keep <laughs> <laughs> River River Plate is a great live album. It's a great live uh, concert video. And I like the what you just said, because you're telling me that after all these years, you and Angus can look at each other during a show and still be getting a charge out of what's happening. And that's good. That keeps Absolutely. it fresh for you guys. Absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, you can never, I don't think I've ever been bored on stage with this, they say, uh, or, or complacent. You know, uh, because 
I've been on the road for seven, eight months and I know everything backwards. You just can't, can't do it. Uh, you know, Malcolm was always there to make sure you didn't. Uh, first of all, he was, uh, he was the man, you know, because Angus is too busy doing his thing. But he'll notice if some, you know, if the sound's not right. Right. You know, the, t- the two of them can, you know, pick things out of any anything, and uh, so it makes you want to do good. It makes you want to impress them, you know, because the the two of them are a tour de force of just power and energy. Just being around them in the dressing room, uh, you, you can feel it coming uh, coming off them, and uh, it's uh, I'm lucky lad to be in amongst them that kind of person you know now when you go back out on the road angus always had malcolm to lean on as far as uh as far as all these the the business stuff and everything goes who's who's now going to be angus's support system do you are you guys all banding together to to make sure he's propped up and feeling good at all times i will i will make damn sure i'll try everything in my power to, to be there for him and so will cliff and um and of course, Stevie's the, you know, she's cousin. Right. And, uh, you know, and we'll always be there. And Phil uh, is, Phil is a man of few words. I got an email from Phil the other day. This, <laughs> this, is, this, this is Phil. Hi, Johnny, you old rascal. Uh, went out yesterday for my first parachute jump and I got a speeding ticket driving home. Hope all is well. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> There's a. <laughs> so he went for his first parachute jump in his life. Got a speeding ticket. Yep. Stay safe. See ya. There's a lot of excitement in that one sentence. Good for yeah. good for Phil living living life. Let's, he's, he's brilliant. Let's go. Uh, let's go way back for a second. When you came into the band in 1980, here's the great thing about ACDC fans. You know, usually when a singer replaces another singer, like when Sammy Hagar replaces David Lee Roth, the fans are, oh, they're arguing. We we don't like Sammy. Yeah. We like Dave. But sadly, you you weren't really replacing Bond. Bond had passed. Yeah. You The band needed a new singer to, to yes. carry on. And so what I love is, for me as an outsider, I feel like you've been accepted from the beginning. Maybe, maybe you have stories... Otherwise, but it feels like you were embraced from the start. Yeah, well, you know, there was some people that weren't happy that Bond had passed him. How could you be? You right. Know? Uh, but the, the, the fact of the matter was, I remember the very first gig we did, it was in a place called Namur in Belgium. And uh, I was probably more nervous than I'd ever been in my life. And uh, we were backstage and... I was trying to remember all the lyrics for all the songs. And then, you know, the, the album hadn't been out yet. The Back and Black hadn't come out. And uh, we went, uh, and out we went. And it was packed, as you can imagine. Uh, and and the, all, all the signs were R.I.P. Bon, you know, Bon is the greatest, you know. And right in the middle, there was a huge banner, you know, Good luck tonight, Brian. Nice. You know, and I just went, oh, you know, they had that in the middle so I could say it, but they wanted to show the band the pain and, the, the, you know, that it suffered with fun. And, and um, we went on and it was funny. We were gonna, we did all the songs like, you know, Hell in a Bad Place to Be, Bad Boy Boogie. You know, we were rocking it and the, the, the crowd were going, yeah, he's not bad. You know, not bad. And then, I'll never forget, this is always a funny thing, uh, Malcolm said, right, Jonna, uh, back in black. And I went, okay. <laughs> and, you know, bam, 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 bam. And everybody went, what's this?
what, what? We never heard this one before. So, you, you know, we got through it and all of that, and uh, it we did it well. It was obviously good, but the crowd loved it and all of that, but it was just strange. And then we did, uh, later on, we did Shoot the Thrill. And by this time, they suddenly started to realize, because I didn't say anything, you know, we were taught, Mal and Ang, as soon as I joined the band, said, whatever you do, don't start talking between the songs. <laughs> because, because they had to hear the music. Yeah. One of their pet hits was singers come going, hey, everybody, how you doing? They got in here, you know, they, they, they just didn't like it. They yeah. just said, fans are here to listen to the songs. You know, say good, say good evening, you know, how are you? Lovely to be here. And then just shut, just shut up, you know, let the music talk. Yeah. And so they really didn't know. I didn't say this is a song off the new album because, you know, and uh, did shoot the thrill and I started really getting crazy with it, you know, with it shook me all night long. And It was just a far, I think we were on for about three hours. I, you, <laughs> you, you couldn't stop. We were just wanted to get on and rock. And, and I think it, it was a great relief for me and the boys and the audience to go, phew, was boys are still here, you know, and it was a, it was a great night. And now I'll never forget it as long as I live. And any, anyone who was at that show, they, they are still talking about it too. I saw Brian Johnson's first show with ACDC. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, their, I, that's their go-to story for sure. Yeah. Um, that's it's, a good, uh, I'm sorry. Cutting, that, cutting that's a good, that, that's a great idea, especially for, for introducing those first songs to an audience who, had never heard the album before. Yeah, if you started to say, oh, here's a brand new one, sometimes that's going to put them on their heels. It's stupid, yeah. but it, it would. Yeah. But uh, just for you to yeah. power through those new songs, and 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 they love them because that music, uh, it's undeniable, Back in Black. Yeah, it was a, a bloody good album. I'm proud of that one, I must admit. I bet you never thought that night during that show that 40 years on, you would have an album that is having... Uh, much of the same impact Absolutely. 40 years on. I mean, that's, no. I mean, I mean, it, it was unimaginable. Listen, five years would have been a long time right. in music, you know, but uh, this is, this is crazy. It's just crazy. And I'm, believe you me, uh, I'm grateful, you know, for all the things that have come our way, you know, did you think of all the great bands that have gone by the wayside by either you know, by the loss of members or, or just arguments or just things just fell to pieces. It, it's, the trail is littered with them. Yeah. And, uh, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And, and to be a survivor, you know, like the Stones and, you know, and all of that is in the who. Very few survive, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a hard road. Let me ask you this question: And it, uh, do you have a favorite Bon Scott era song? And it, it can it doesn't have to be one that you even perform. It could be one that you've maybe never sang live before. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of them, you know, uh, and one of them I love 
because uh, it's the line when he just says, uh, Will I turn my baby to the railroad track? <laughs> and it's just that line, and, uh, and you know, what's next to the moon was another good. You know, some of them are, are, you know, it's really hard to pinpoint, you know. Some of the easy ones, you know, like um, Sin City uh, was uh, yeah. uh, the way he sang it. You know, it was just diamonds and dust. Yeah, you know, just sneaky and low. And it, it was a work of art the way he did it. He really crafted them lyrics and the way he sang it. And it just it was it's a cracking song, Sin City. I think you do a great job live singing the Bon era songs because thank you. You're, you're not trying to be Bon Scott. You are, <laughs> you are taking the essence of what he did and putting it through Brian Johnson and they're fantastic. You know, sometimes a new lead singer isn't able to make those songs work live, but you yeah. do it. And so bravo. Thank you very much, Miss Tom. So, currently, you you haven't written uh, lyrics for an ACDC album since I think uh, "Blow Up Your Video." That's right. It's been a while. So, it's about then, how do you, when you're presented with the songs and the lyrics, as the singer, you you have to s- interpret these words. You have to say these words. Are there ever lyrics where you're just like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to sing this," or or are you all in and uh, and you love it? Well, that'll always happen. 
uh, with a singer, you know, you go, well, you know, this is not what I think because, you know, a singer will write what he thinks will fit with that. Right. But it very rarely happens. I mean, honestly, it's very rarely it, it happens uh, because the lads got a good hang. And I think the, the, the uh, I knew, you see, I was, I went to the boys and I said, you know, guys, I'm just running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just not motivated. And I'm sorry, it's just, you know, and Mal and I said, well, you know, we'll give it a shot. And I said, yeah, you know, just to take the pressure off us. Because I was, we we're going into the studio and I said, you know, I've got nothing. You know, I just couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. And then Mal and I said, hey, listen, we're going to try this one first. And it was thunderstruck. And I went, bloody hell. I said, you know, I said, bravo, lads, bravo, <laughs> that's fantastic. And uh, so I knew then, I said, I'm just going to leave it, you know. And I, I think I enjoyed myself more in the studio. The pressure was off. That's good. And, yeah, you know, and I could just let myself go. You just you know? belt, sing it. Yeah, just belt it out and stop having to worry about, you know, well, I better write this and then. And Angus now sits there, you know, uh, and he, it, it seems to just fall out of his pen, you know, in the studio there and some of the songs he had they weren't even finished you know and he would just be sitting there writing away you know because now it's just him so it's right. another lease of life he's got you know this you know this life that he you know he wants to prove to malcolm that hey listen well this is what i got you yeah. know because malcolm always thought of these fantastic titles you know so did angus but Mal's titles were just, I was, I don't know where he got them from. I really don't, you know, uh, rock and roll in noise pollution. I don't know when he came up, it was, he said, uh, John, I just uh, write some lyrics for that. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> but you did it. Being, uh, yeah, he said, without it being a protest song. I went, oh, good. <laughs> so he gives you the title, and then he then he also gives you some parameters, and don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember I remember we with, with just putting that down, and there was... And it went on for a bit, and Mutt Lang and uh, the producer and the Malcolm said, ah, we're going to have to put something in there. He said, uh, Brian... Can you say something? And I went, what? <laughs> he said, you're going to just get in the studio and say something. And I went in and I was having a smoke at that cigarette. And I was going, hey, all you middlemen, throw away your fancy clothes. I turned into a politician. Yeah. <laughs> you're a preacher. You were preaching. Yeah, I was a preacher. But I was just making fun of it. And, and I finished it. And... Um, uh, they were going, yeah, that's it. And I went, oh, come on. You're not going to put that down. I said, get out of here. Get out. You're done. was the same on this album uh for instance uh you know we, we went in and uh, we were trying out demon fire you know and uh and the, the verse at the start and, and uh, brendan's going yeah, right brian he said uh, you know it, it goes she loves to drive him crazy with her demon lips and you know whatever he had in his mind and I went, well, well, let me just run through the phrasing. And I was just standing. He loves to drive him crazy with his demon lips. 
guns a blaze in that deadly trip and he went what do it again yep. <laughs> and i went oh come on and once again you never know yeah what i said oh come on you're not gonna use that that's that's crackers that's me doing me devil voice whatever that's what i thought when i heard it. i'm like this is evil <laughs> brian right here he loves to drive him crazy with his evil lips Great guns are blazing. My deadly trip. It's just, you know, that, you know, when I tell, you know, my nephews and grand some stories and, that, and then an evil man came into the room, you know, and, and they go, oh, and uh, so that's all it was. But it's sometimes it's, it's a pleasant surprise. When I go, and then when I heard it with a full thing, I went, boy, does that work? You well, know, because you don't, don't expect it. Well, your your instincts are still good then for, for you to just yeah, do well, that and just go, oh, let's see what happens here. Even if you thought maybe yeah. it was a goof or whatever, it's fantastic. It's it's great. Yeah, I'm I'm pleased it worked out, you know, and then when it comes in again in the middle, it's another extra little kick. It's good. I'm pleased. I, I love that song. I want to talk about Thunderstruck real quick because you brought it up. Uh, mm-hmm. During an ACDC show, just when you think you've worn the crowd down, the crowd doesn't have any more energy left. Angus starts that opening lick, and then yeah. everyone in the crowd starts to, it's not even words they're singing. That just, ah, I mean, uh, this is like you guys created, like, I don't know, a, a, a grunt along. It's just, um, it's amazing. Uh, and everyone, everyone in the place is doing it. That, that was Malcolm again uh, in this, you know, in the studio. I, you know, they were doing this thing, and, and Mal was just uh, said to Angus, he said, Listen, uh, you, you know, that, you know, we don't have the best voices, we call them yob vocals, you know, that's <laughs> you know, like punk, punk vocals. And and, uh, and he had the whole band, he's just going, ah. but the deepest voice is Malcolm's. Wow. That's Malcolm, and uh, he, uh, and it was fearsome, fearsome voice that it was, you know. And uh, but it all worked. It's great, and the crowd. It's, it is, I, I, you know. It's uh, I don't know. It's like the it's, it's anti everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's and it just, it brings yeah. it brings everyone together too, because like I said, everyone is doing it. Yeah. So that's no, great. In Jordy, you you wrote a couple of songs, but you you weren't writing lyrics uh, the way you were when you joined ACDC because you were the no. lyricist now. So, 
tell us about the what was the first song you wrote? Well, first of all, when you when you joined the band, was all the music for Black Back in Black written and ready to yeah, go? I think, I think they've got most of the music written uh, for Back in Black. And was that music written for for a for the next Bond album? I, I, I don't know. I'm probably, I'm, I'm not sure. But I know before we went to the Bahamas, mm-hmm. they got me in the rehearsal room and they said, uh, listen, Brian, this song could be a bit difficult. We just want to find the key. And this is the way it goes. It was just bam, 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 bam. There was no little, 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 one okay. anything like that. And, and he said, and <coughs> the title's Back in Black. Now, just sing anything you like, you know. And, of course, the first thing I sang was just, back, you know, back in black, I hit the sack. Just because it r- rhymed, you know. And it just went up. That's it. So there was no title There was no title for that song? Or did did Malcolm have a title? Did he tell you this yeah, song? No, they had it back in black. The, okay, you know, it, okay. That was for Bon. Yes. You know, that, you know, we're back in black. Yes. And, uh and so, yes, it was uh, all done. I don't know if it was completely finished. Uh, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was a trying time for the lads. We're trying to get the stuff back together. You know, the, you know, you know, the record company, you know, wanted to know what was happening. You know, and uh, the management was a good, a good lad. You know, Peter Mensch, he was um, trying to, you know, shepherd them into... You know, a couple right. of lads and Mal and Ang wanted to get moving again because I think they'd mourned, you know, uh, long enough. You know, that had I think they just uh, had enough of grief. You can only take so yeah. much grief, and then you're gonna move on. You know, and uh, and then it started to get exciting. You know, the trip to to the Bahamas. You know, uh, it reminded me of the first days in Geordie when you know we got on a plane because we had a hit in australia yeah. and we went down there and that's where malcolm and angus had seen me and born uh at checkers nightclub and uh, remembered me from there and uh did you have a face-to-face meeting at that point when they saw you no, no they no. just they, they just popped in to pick that check up from the manager because <laughs> apparently he was a bit of a slime ball i was forgetting the <laughs> All right. They didn't come to say well, they did come to pick that check up uh, from the gig they'd done a few nights before. So and uh, it was, but you know, it was strange how in 1973 uh, in Torquay in south of England, Bon was opening up for Geordie his band called Fraternity, and uh, it was like a sort of folk rock band and. Uh, bon was had shortish hair, big tooth missing, and he played th- this flute. You know, <laughs> uh, it was like it was like a Jethro Tull kind of you know. And uh, and we met there, and he watched us there, and he told the boys, he said, "Hey, he's all right." Him, I said, "I saw this kid. He's, he can he, he can chuck a tune around here and there." You know, that's amazing. So. Uh, yeah, it's, isn't it funny how your yeah. paths cross and only to come back together again at some time in the future? So uh, back in black, you work with Mutt Lang. He seems yeah. to uh, really do some, you know, what do I want to say? Some elaborate production. But with you, yeah. the, the ACDC albums, the three that he produced, he seemed to just let it be a little bit more stripped down. And did, he did, had to. Because you know, Malcolm and Angus know what they want uh, in the valued Mutt's fantastic sound yeah. quality. That he, you know, he really, really was perfect at that. But me and Joe Elliott have spoken many times about Mutt and how, uh, as singers, he nearly killed one. You know, yeah. okay, uh, just a little bit higher, and Joe began. <laughs> and he got every. He wrung every ounce out of you, Mutt. He, yeah. he was he was just brilliant at that, you know. And uh, and Joe said he never knew he could sing that high half the time until Mutt Lang got a hold of him, you know. I think a large wrench around the testicles had a lot to do with it, <laughs> you know. But um, never mind. <laughs> well, Brian, before we go, I just want to let you know that uh, I'll be dropping uh, 
music clips throughout the episode. And I always ask, oh. I always ask the guest to choose a playout song that they would like us to use. Oh, Mr. Time. Mr. Time, you got it. Let's just do some quick promotion. Uh, everyone go to acdc.com for everything about ACDC. You can also follow them on Twitter at ACDC. Go and purchase Power Up. If you don't own it, I don't know what your problem is because this is the album for now and it's going to be the album of the summer too because these songs just get better with That's every nice. listen. Brian Johnson, thank you so much for giving me this time. I'm, I'm actually getting a chill right now because this was so much fun and you are such a nice gentleman. So continue oh, success you, and we'll talk to you soon, Brian. Take care. Keep rocking, Pat, and everybody else out there. Thank you. You too, Brian. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. You're a good one.